All right. Let me remind you that what did I tell y'all? The 14th, we'd have, we'll have chili, a hot pot, and a not hot pot. Right, Sandy? <laughs> Me. No red pepper in that one. No red pepper in that one. All right, turn with me to Exodus chapter 6. I've been, well, first of all, let's bow our heads for prayer. I'm getting ahead of myself. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. We, we pray that as we open your word together, Father, that you would open our hearts. You would open our ears and our eyes that we may understand and see the principles here that you've laid out before us and that they we might see how they apply to our lives and and how it affects us to still today these things i ask in jesus name amen i've been trying to parallel or get you to see the parallel between god's people in bondage back then and what god's people in bondage today and in the future can still look like and uh, I think it's very important that we're reminded and, and understand and see these things uh, because God deals in the same way today as he did, as he did then. Uh, the Bible tells us that he doesn't change. And so uh, it's good for us to be reminded and see uh, just exactly what he did back then to deliver his people he can still and will still do to deliver his people out of bondage now. The, the same promises that he made to them apply to us today. So turn with me to Exodus chapter 6, if you would. And it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. With a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. He said, now, it's going to take a strong hand to deal with Pharaoh. But in that second part there, what he says is when I get through to him, he's going to drive them out. He's not just going to let them go. He's going to drive them out. And God spoke to Moses in verse 2 and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by, my, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. <coughs> I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Now, we know that Moses and Aaron's already made one trip to see Pharaoh. And he denied their request just like they were told. Okay? And when that took place, 
Pharaoh made it even harder on the people of God. On God's chosen people. The same principle that was governing Pharaoh governs lost rulers today. And that's Satan. The principles of Satan. And when, when, when we try as Christians to honor and follow God and there is a lost ruler, a, a ruler, a governor, a someone who is is over us sees that they try to make it harder for us we've, we've, we've already been through some of that haven't we but in the midst of that we must stay focused on him we must stay focused on being obedient to him because when, when we face big problems when we face big problems, that's when God has the opportunity to intervene in big ways. You see, Satan cannot defeat our Lord. But he tries to get, get in between us and our faithfulness. And in many circumstances, he does. But, but, but God had planned to intervene. He had already told Moses and Aaron that he was going to intervene. But even they, or even Moses had doubts, didn't he? He didn't want to be doing this job that God had set him forth to do. He didn't want to go talk to Pharaoh. He didn't want to be the spokesperson. I'm sure just like me, he wanted to go get in the corner and watch from the sidelines. But, but God doesn't, if God's got a purpose for us, He doesn't allow us to do those things. If we're going to be obedient to His calling, then we've got to do the things that He's called us to do. We've got to, we, we've got to be strong and have courage and be able to stand and be faithful in the midst of trouble. Now, like I said, God had planned to intervene in a great way. And big problems, when we have big problems, it, it, it presents a prime opportunity to, for, for, for God to, to do things in a big way in our lives. Sometimes we don't see it that way, do we? we don't see, all we see is, oh Lord, get me out of this. This is uncomfortable. This hurts. This is scary. I don't know what to do. Have you ever thought what, what a blessing it is for us not be able to see the future? It is such a blessing for us to not be able to know the future. Because as we face these, these things, if we knew ahead of time what we were going to have to go through, we sure wouldn't have faith to go through it, would we? Verse 7. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall sh know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I 
will give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give. Let's see. Let me back up. And I will give. I will bring you into the land in which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of the anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. They were like, we, we are not paying attention to you. The last time you got involved, we had to, we, it got worse. Isn't that our human nature? Now, they know, they, he's already proven that, that he is a spokesman from God. He, they were signs given to him that it was I am who was speaking. But they don't want anything to do with it. Because of physical hardships. Because when he went and spoke to Pharaoh, then he took the straw away for their brick making. And demanded that they make the same amount. It got more uncomfortable. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Being a Christian isn't comfortable. Living the Christian life, being obedient and responsible, and, and, and living the Christian life, most of the time is uncomfortable. Or it is for me. But they said, uh, they're running backwards. We don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear you. God's promises were fulfilled to the letter when the Hebrews left Egypt. He freed them from slavery. Now I want you to think about this. He freed the Egyptians from slavery. What does that parallel against? The slavery to bondage that we were under when we were lost. This is a picture of Jesus. He freed them from slavery, became their God, and accepted them as His people. Just like after we've been redeemed, we've been accepted into the kingdom. Then He led them toward the promised land. Aren't we, don't we have a promised land ahead of us? When the Hebrews were rescued from slavery, they were portrayed as a perfect picture of salvation. Oh. They weren't looking at it like that, were they? They weren't they weren't seeing they weren't seeing what God had promised them. Do we hold on to what God has promised us or do we hold on to what we're in right now? All they could see was what was in front of them and what they were living in right now. Even though Moses had, th he had thrown down the rod and it turned into a snake, he picks it back up and it turns back into a rod, they know without a shadow of a doubt God's speaking. We know without a shadow of a doubt what God's promised us. But here they are, uh, and, and all they can see was, was, was the bondage that they're under right now. Instead of focusing on the freedom that God had promised them. Isn't that human nature? Don't focus 
on your situation right now. Focus on God's promises by getting in His Word and reading what they say. By getting in your prayer closet and meditating and, and, and praising and giving glory unto Him and, and asking Him for the faithfulness that He will provide. I promise you. Ask Him to give you the courage to hold on what He's promised you as His child to see you through this set of circumstances that you're in right now and to use them to glorify His name and build you up. That's the right attitude. Now believe me, I, it's hard for me too. But it, it amazes me how we get so caught up just like they did in current events. In our current events. Listen, as much as I would like to change it, the Bible tells me it's got to get worse before it gets better. It has to. And every word of that book right there is going to come to pass. There's not a maybe. There's not an if. It's going to happen. So, why as a Christian would I not hold on to what I've been promised? Why would I not focus on what the Bible tells me I must do to secure those promises? All this that's going on around about me can go to, you know what? I'm concerned with my future, not my present. We must be concerned with our future. We must hold on to the things that He's promised us and, and, and know that if we are faithful, He will be faithful. I like that rod, y'all. So Moses, in verse 9, So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of the anguish of spirit and cruel, uh, and cruel bondage. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Go in and tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, Then ch the children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? For I am of uncircumcised lips." Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel, for Pharaoh the king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of, uh, Israel out of the land of Egypt. Now, Moses gave God's message to the people. They were too discouraged to listen because of their present situation. They didn't want to hear any more about it. They just wanted him... Isn't this how we... Isn't this so typical no just leave well enough alone and it'll, maybe it'll go back to normal when normal is still in bondage but that's that's exactly how we do isn't it it gets a little tougher oh, don't, 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 don't say anything else to me 
doesn't matter that God's spoken. Doesn't matter that God's told us He's going to lead us out. Just hey, last time you said something, we we had to work hard. Just leave well enough alone. Maybe it'll go back to normal, and we'll just deal with it. That's exactly how we act, isn't it? <coughs> Sometimes a clear message from God is followed by a period of no apparent change. Amen? You ever had to experience that? Sometimes God shows us what He's got in store for us and then it's like nothing happens. He tells us what He's going to do he makes it clear to us. He reveals to us what he's going to do. And then it's like, well, where'd, he, where'd he go? Did you just forget about it? No. No. In those times, what should we... We must stay focused, must stay focused on what he's promised. And be patient. Here that word patient is again. You say, well, why would he do that? Maybe you're not ready for the next step. Maybe, we're not, maybe you and I aren't ready for the next step. Maybe we need to cook a little longer. Or, or maybe he's working in another individual getting them ready. I don't know. It's none of my business. What is my business is to honor him and be obedient. It's not my, my business to question him. His timing is perfect. Yet we want him on our timetable. We want that quantum leap from situation out of it, don't we? But there, there are times and circumstances in our life when there is a period of no apparent change. Sometimes they last a long time. Well, they do for me. They may not for you. You may be further along than I am. Sometimes they last so long that, that we start getting weak. Stay the course. Stay in His Word. Continue to feed off His manna. Stay in the prayer closet. Be obedient to, to the point that he's brought you to in that certain, second set of circumstances. Be faithful and wait. Just wait. Wait till you wore out. Because about the time you don't think you have any waiting left, guess what? He'll move. You know, think about that for a minute. When, when you're at the point... You're, you're, you're at that breaking point. You're about wore out. That's right where you need to be. Because right then is when you're the most dependent on Him. When you're searching and you're knocking and you're asking and you're pleading and you're leaning on Him and His divine guidance the most you have so far in the whole situation. He'll move. He'll move in a mighty way. 
Okay, for sake of time, I'm going to skip that lineage there. Uh, it, it, it's, I don't mean that to be any less important, because it is important. In fact, uh, it, it's to identify and, and, and identify them. And when he says there, he's going to bring the Israelites out of Egypt according to their armies means that he, he's going to bring them out in their tribes, in their clans, or in their family groups. So it is important, but I, wanna, I don't want to read all those names. <clears throat> so I'm going to skip down to, uh, to verse 26. These, uh, uh, these are the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. And it came to pass on the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. You say, why, why in the world does, does, does he have to keep telling Moses, I am the Lord? Well, I, I don't know about you. He has to tell me all the time. Because I, I, my nature wants to elevate me to a level I'm not. I have to be reminded just like you do that he is Lord. He reigns over my life. He is in control. And I have to relinquish and submit on a daily basis that control that I try to take back in my nature. And allow him to lead and reign and rule over me in my house. I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh the king of Egypt all that I say to you. I can just see Moses. I bet he I bet his guts were turning. I bet he'd been to the bathroom three or four times. You're sending me back to Pharaoh. Now he's already pleaded that he didn't want to do it. And he thought by giving the excuse that he wasn't a good speaker that he'd get out of it and then God provided him some lips. He said, go back. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am uncircumcised lips and how shall Pharaoh heed me? You think Moses didn't have doubts? Do, do you see how Moses is just so much like we are? And then you go, you, then you go and read about his faithfulness later in the Bible. And how he was counted so faithful. People, we are no different than this group of people that we're, we're reading about right here. And God will deal with us the same as he dealt with them. He will provide through our circumstances, through any bondage that we are under, whether it be through circumstances or through, through governments or through whatever they may be. He will lead us out of bondage as he's promised to, to a promised land. But we see here time and time again, the key is what? Obedience. 
faithfulness. Obedience and faithfulness. And then let Him just get out of the way. Let Him do His work. Don't get in the way. If there is a period of time in there where it feels like nothing's happened, just, just be obedient. Just pray. Just feed on the Word of God. Just wait. Just, just, just deal with your own attitudes. Focus on your own attitudes. That they don't get in the way and that, 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 that your patience will glorify Him and He'll move. He'll move. And oh, and you can look back and see what a testimony you got. What a testimony you can share as He leads us through, through circumstance after circumstance after circumstance or bondage after bondage after bondage. But see, Satan's here just to put you in bondage. He is here to, to, to continually put God's people in bondage. To try to dim the light of the gospel. To try to dim the testimony of God's people. And count it as nothing. Ain't gonna work. Not gonna work. Doesn't change the fact though that the work that we must put in being obedient. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these examples in Scripture and we thank you that we can see ourselves in our attitudes and we can see your principles and how they work to deliver us to the promised land. We lift up our prayer requests, Father, and ask that you would just draw near to each and every one of them. Lord, that through their circumstances they be drawn closer to you that they lean on you, that they cry out to you, truly cry out to you as their Savior. I plead the blood of Jesus over this church and these people and ask that you would continually bless, guide, and direct, and protect them as they go their separate ways. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.